You are listening to TJ Talks. Be aware, this show contains explicit language. Well, welcome to TJ Talks. I'm Judd. And I'm Teresa. And here it is, the day after Thanksgiving. I can't believe it. Oh, I'm in a food coma. Are you? A food yeah. coma? Oh my gosh. I ate so much yesterday. And and I do it every year. It's not like it's anything new, but and I say I wasn't I'm not going to and I always do. Really? See, I think we a lot of us like me, we plan on the food coma. We say I, there's there's so much food I'm going to eat. <laughs> Definitely, yeah. I think stuffing is one of my it's one of my top five foods, favorite foods ever. Anyway, and it's just I just can't stop eating it. I mean, I dressed so I could eat more yesterday. I, mean, I really actually <laughs> took took a moment to think about what I could wear so that I could eat my maximum density amount and still remain comfortable and upright. So yeah, there's a lot of preparation that went into my Thanksgiving. I didn't cook anything. I just ate everything. That's all. I have to say that there is something to be said for not having to cook on Thanksgiving. And uh, of course, as you probably, as you know, I did not cook. We went to a hotel in Orlando that is phenomenal. It sounds amazing. And we're going to talk a little bit more about that because I, I have a comment about something that you did there that I saw online. But ultimately, Uh-oh. do you get all the traditional fare at the hotel? I mean, do you yes. get all the, the pilgrim get, kind of dishes that we would have seen at the first Thanksgiving? You get the you get the Cracker Barrel special. <laughs> you get <laughs> you, you get, uh, you know, turkey and stuffing and mashed potatoes and and the vegetable, but I think that's about where the story on that ends. And I think that's the difference between eating at home, where you get all of those great home cooked dishes that you don't get, at, you'll never get at a restaurant. But then, yeah, but you went to a restaurant that had a chocolate fountain, oh, and you could go and do whatever you wanted in a chocolate I, fountain. And I did, yes, uh, chocolate fountain. They had, believe it or not, they had. Deep fried Oreos. <laughs> they had a oh. pasta bar with where they made your pasta for you. So you walked up and they cooked uh, either like um, a, a variety. They had it like gnocchi. Is that how you say it? Or nachi? Gnocchi. Yeah, you got to yeah. put a little roll in front of the end. I'm yeah. bad at it. But yeah, because uh, yeah. there's a G in there that's silent. It's gnocchi on it, paper, but uh, it's gnocchi when you say it out loud. There you go. And then uh, let's see. And then, of course, they had like. Uh, and a pasta, and they had ravioli and some bow tie pasta. You, so you had your choice. And that was kind of like pre-cooked in, behind him. And he would put mm-hmm. it in a pan, and then he would saute it up with your choice of vodka, uh, Alfredo, or a, some sort of red sauce, which I have no right. idea what was in it. And then he would put whatever thing that you wanted in it. So you could have, like, uh, you know, uh, different meats. Yeah, veggies. Or, veggies, that, seafood, right? all that kind of stuff. And then yeah. he'd heat it up, saute it up. Throw it down on a plate. And I'll tell you what, that was the worst thing to possibly have. Because once you eat a plate of that, you're full. And you need a nap. It, yeah. And, <laughs> and and it takes away from all the other great food that's at the at the place. You have to pace yourself, right? You got to eat little bits and bites of everything. It, I, yeah. We're not young anymore. We can't go into these things untrained. Like you have to prepare 
and stretch your stomach a little bit beforehand. Yeah. So you've never had a really good food issue. So you don't get the whole <laughs> food preparation and ritualistic part about food. So oh, yeah. No, I, I was prepared with a with a belt that was gonna go at least three or four notches out. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was prepared to undo the top button on my belt on my pants. Oh that's awesome. I love it. Well okay so let's go back let's go back to the chocolate fountain thing. Uh-huh. We're there um were there Twinkies to dip in your chocolate? No, fountain? no, no Twinkies. <gasps> what? I know, I know. You think they would have had some of those? Yeah, you know, it's a special holiday now that we're not going to get them anymore, right? Uh, yeah, you know they have Oreos, but no Twinkies. And I, I and I've never had a a deep fried Twinkie from the fair. So now I'm upset because, as we know, and this is our first topic that we're going to talk about today <laughs> of, of the multiple topics. Uh, deep uh, Twinkies in general and Hostess brands, uh, all going out of business. That's right. What else are we talking about today? We can come back to Twinkies. Okay. Let's talk about the cream filling of the show. What's sure. the cream filling of the show today? Yeah, we're going to talk about Black Friday and some Christmas shopping because today, as we podcast, it is Black Friday. And we're not shopping. And No, we're not. Nope. Uh, that would be in, good to talk about. Thanksgiving and uh, porn. Because <laughs> why would we not talk about those two things? Right, <laughs> and, and and there's and their connection, yes. And then we're going to talk about the election because we haven't talked to you guys in quite a while. God, it's been months, right? Right, and you're probably all happy you haven't heard us uh, rant for weeks and weeks like the political gab fest or something. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't get to do any pontificating beforehand, so we'll have to post pontificate. Yeah. Uh, and really, uh, future thinking, a lot of that. And then finally, the general Petraeus story and what it all means, kind of breaking down maybe some additional things. We're not going to get into the big sex talk about it, but we will get into shockingly. We'll get into the tech aspect of it. Which the, is, yeah, the salaciousness aside is one thing, but there is an issue that that is sort of important, and people aren't really aware of it. And I think this will be good. So. All right. Okay. So back to the golden cake cream-filled deliciousness that is Twinkies. Are they going to make it? Does the government need to bail them out? What is your opinion? Oh, government bail out of the Twinkie. No, no. Because as Americans, we're all too big for Twinkies to fail. <laughs> <laughs> we need someone to step in and save them. Well, maybe – and I've kind of heard it also said that maybe it was about time. Although here's the real question. When was the last time you ate a Twinkie? Well, that's the whole issue, right, is that we don't do that anymore. Now, mm-hmm. I did partake of some Hostess Snowballs not too long ago on my birthday because to me, yeah. a Hostess Snowball is better mm-hmm. than a Twinkie. And for those of you – I can't imagine anyone doesn't know what a Hostess Snowball is. But for those that don't, it is the chocolate cake covered in the white marshmallowy. Aren't they pink? They're pink. And yeah. then they have a pink coconut topping over uh, it and mm-hmm. of course cream filled in the chocolate cake so and you get two in a package and they look fairly um boob like i guess is the best way <laughs> they're like half a snowball if you cut it in they're, half yeah. you cut a globe in half yeah, and... if you cut a globe in half you had two halves of a snowball a pink snowball which isn't like you'd think they'd just be white um they're better pe- than yellow i guess that marketing trip probably didn't work too well <laughs> And they're not when Pepto- they tested the yellow snowballs. <laughs> they're not Pepto-Bismol flavor. No, but they have that Pepto-Bismol pink. And I think they're amazing, and I've always liked them. I'm a big fan of the Hostess fruit pie. I used to eat a lot of those you, at school lunches. You know, I think the fruit pie, though, 
is is a something that everybody liked. Yeah, right. Yeah. Well, do you remember those commercials of the kids coming home after school and the mom would greet them at the door with the plate piled high, pyramid high uh-huh. of all the hostess goodness that she was going to give her kids because they were fortified with vitamin D and ribose or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> and that it was all good for us to eat this stuff. And we did. I mean, we ate a lot of those. Yeah. I think we had ding dongs. You know, yes. That was also popular. And I remember, and apparently they changed the wrapping, but when we were little, the, it was a foil wrapping and it was very, yeah. very thin foil wrapping, not like, you know, thick aluminum foil. That must've been like, it, if you could not make it any thinner before this thing was going to break apart. <laughs> so funny. Yes. And ding dongs. Yeah. They, they were, they were a staple in most lunches. I think we all had those. And I'm sure they were the, one of the highest traded commodities on the playground, right? Like if you had a ding dong versus somebody else's other snack, you you, it was like being in prison and having cigarettes, right? Like I, you ruled the school, you, you could trade for whatever you wanted. Yeah, I think you you were yeah, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, because it was funny. it was chocolate. Cake. Well, I personally don't want them to go out of business. Um, they do nothing. They provide no nutritional value. We get that, but they are sort of an iconic brand and. Twinkie the Kid is a fun little mascot. I, you know, I don't see the harm in having them around. And I also don't think they should change their formulation. I don't think they need to be healthier. I think some things just can be bad for you. And if you don't eat them. Yeah, but, you know, here's the thing. Hostess, which is really what we're talking about, the company, everyone's focused on the Twinkie. But it's not. it's a lot more than the Twinkie because Wonder Bread is gone. Right. And uh, if you live here on the East Coast, uh, especially here in Florida, we have a brand called Marita Bread. Mm-hmm. And th- th- that's not in California, right? I don't know that one, so yeah. no. But in Orlando, they have a Marita Bread factory. And apparently in Jacksonville, they have one too. And when okay. this factory is running, and it's in the middle of downtown, <laughs> the, you can smell the bread, the fresh bread throughout the whole city. Right. Early right? in the morning. And that it, it's like a a Willy Wonka episode, you know, episode yes. where Willy Wonka, um, Charlie's walking by and he sees the old man and the old man ghost says to him, they shut down the factory and nobody ever goes in and nobody ever goes out. <laughs> and then one day, you know, the Marita bread factory is going to start like pumping out that smell and they're going to say, well, they, they're not out of bankruptcy. How did that happen? They go, you know. <laughs> They've got Oompa Loompas working in there. <laughs> yes, the Oompa Loompas from the planet Gluten are going to go to <laughs> So they won't be orange. They'll have to be white because of, you know, the white bread factor. But Right. <laughs> so. I don't know. I think so- something's going to happen. It's a fun news story in a, in a strange news week. So, so well, here's the I, thing. I don't have a problem with it. Well, you know, the, the big – other part of the story, the political part of the story is, yeah. you know, do you blame the unions for not just s- sucking it up, saying, nah, we don't need our pension anymore. Go ahead, cut our uh, medical benefits and we'll take a big pay cut. Or do you blame the CEOs that before they walked into uh, Chapter 11 bankruptcy, they raised their salaries by double and triple and took all sorts of money at, yeah. You know, they took, I mean, when you think about it, we were talking about how much money is a dollar an hour raise for a hundred thousand people. It's like a mil, if you have a million dollars, 
you can give like a hundred thousand people a dollar an hour raise or something like that, uh-huh. or it's it's somewhere in the neighborhood of one or two million dollars. Uh-huh. And so that's what they gave one their CEO. And in fact, if the company failed, he is guaranteed to get something like three million dollars. Yeah, there's it, the golden parachute part of it. Yeah. yeah. So there were there was actually incentive for the company to fail. Well, that's just it. They were made two billion dollars last year, and they had fifty-one million dollars in operating costs, or something like that. So, how this math is working out that they're even going bankrupt is a little bit suspect. But it, it, you're right. When it's the incentive is to just go ahead and walk away because you're going to take your three million with you is a little strange. I personally am generally always going to side on the labor side and. And and we can negotiate the value, and there's a lot of problems with a lot of unions. That, but, yeah, that's a fact. Nope. Yes, that's a definite fact. But I will never believe in the term corporate benevolence. I don't think it exists. And I think that without some sort of protection, people are screwed. So, you know, there's problems on both sides of it. And the sad thing is that average folks don't even understand that. So, well, well, you know, the funny thing is that this company has been going just fine and dandy. We haven't heard about these problems until this year. Right. Right. What changed from last year to this year? That's what I'm confused. Like just this labor dispute, right? That was I'm, it. I'm thinking yeah. that and I can't imagine that that really, really, really increase their cost that much. So. And do you think the timing of, okay, Obama just won, so we got we to gotta talk about how he's unfriendly to business, so we'll shut this, you know, American iconic business down and kind of sort of finger point subversively that it's because, I don't know, maybe it's because of him. I, that's a little bit of a conspiracy theory. I should put my aluminum foil hat on if right. I'm going to talk about that. <laughs> well, we'll move that to our election conversation here in a right. little bit. Right. Well, so. Okay. We'll, we'll table that Twinkie part till then. <laughs> so let's... Um, Continue well, let's talk that. about something that happened at the uh, first Thanksgiving, and that was the viewing of porn. <laughs> oh, okay. Because we'll the Puritans. They were very pure, indeed. <laughs> can you imagine Puritan porn? Or can you imagine trying to explain the current porn industry to a pilgrim in 1620 or whatever? Uh, oh, that, it's, that's easy. You read the book in high school. The Scarlet, <laughs> le- the Scarlet Letter A. Oh, I mean, seriously, having a conversation with a pilgrim and saying, okay, you're going to have this glowing box and it's going to sit on your desk oh, and I you're going to dial up whatever you want to see, a female genitalia or male <laughs> genitalia, I guess. And their heads would just explode. Their funky little hats would just blow off the top of their heads. Well, were the Indians running around? I thought they were like running around half naked and stuff. No, The pilgrims? No, the Indians. Oh, the Indians, yes. It's Thanksgiving. The Native Americans, of course. Yeah, they had to take an Indian to lunch and, you know, they show up and... <laughs> You know, there's the lady Indian, and she's kind of, you know, hanging out there. God. You know, well, other guys in his loincloth, and a quick win. Oh dear! When the Sacagawea sounds like something out of the Urban Dictionary, that's a problem. <laughs> Don't be looking that up. Okay, now. so, but we were going to talk about the fact that apparently on Thanksgiving Day, mm-hmm. it is the le- it shows the least traffic. On all porn sites, it's the day where the the least amount of people visit. Right. And, and why do you think that is? Well, because they're, they're too busy with their families. They they have no time for that. That that's got to be it. 
You think people visit their mother and then they don't want to view porn? No, I think that they visit their mother, they eat a lot of food, and then they have tryptophan, and then they, uh, you know, fall asleep. <laughs> I think that's it. I think you're exactly right. I think the full stomach leads to no um, eroticism, right? Like when you're so full, you just don't even feel sexy. I, I could tell you that, um, you know, if if you are if you overeat, you do not feel like having sex. Period. I know, so, right? I mean, you know, it's like, get off of me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I agree with you. I think there's something to that, that that's just people are, whether it's self-love or shared love, people don't want to do it after a big meal. So, right, right. you're just telling your hand, get off of me. I just ate. <laughs> <laughs> put down that drumstick or, or put down that and pick up the drumstick. Yes. I do want, I, you know, and I don't know, and we should have found the statistic. Okay, it's down on Thanksgiving Day, but I wonder how much down. Like, it must be fairly significant. I bet it's pretty high. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Let's People see. want to eat stuffing. They don't want to watch stuffing. Is that what we're saying? <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's funny. Let's, that is funny. Let's see here. Well, can I, you find the actual number? Um, I'm going to see, see if I can. Uh well, I for one didn't. Cha- it didn't change my porn viewing habits on Thanksgiving, and I will say only because I don't think I've ever viewed porn on Thanksgiving. <laughs> so it didn't go up or down in my house. At least not for me. I can't. I can't vouch for everybody living here. <laughs> um. Yeah. You know, I I just did a Google search on it, and I, it's like hmm. no real statistic. Maybe we need somebody on the job like Nate Silver to really fine point, fine tune the uh, numbers there. He is the man. That's a yeah. We could talk to Nate Silver here in a little bit too. Nate Silver, he's super sexy and nerdy. He's got he's got all the boxes checked, right? Uh, yeah, I, I guess. I a lot of women are swooning for Silver. Really? Wow. Yeah. No, no more yeah, gold. Because he kind of does it for you, right? Like really, he's smart and 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 he predicted the winner twice he was very in fact well i'll save another thing for the end of the year show if we do one but um i think he's got a big target on his back too because he's right Um, and people don't always like that but for whatever reason if i were him i would just be out thumping my chest talking about how right i was (laughs) i saw him i I saw him on the daily show and we can talk a little bit about that in the election Portion here. Yeah, but, we'll talk more about Nate. But I, I don't have the statistic, but I did hear and see that exactly what you're talking about. Uh, but I, oh, I can't. Mm, let's see here. I'll try try one other search. website. <laughs> what exactly are you surfing the web you, for? You, you know, the only today. thing that you get is food porn when you talk about Thanksgiving. Oh, that's exactly right. And I was going to comment about that for you. You went to that buffet and you put, what, 34 pictures of food up? You know, in a way I felt bad after I did it because I thought, you know, most people – and well, I did it at midnight because I figured that was the least amount of time that I'm going to get a lot of people looking at it. So so I thought, well, okay, that's okay, good. But – I have no idea how people look at my Facebook page, whether they, if it shows up, then they see it, or if people actually look on me to, you know, say, what did Judd post? Right. <laughs> so either way, it's fine. Um, but, I mean, everybody else, which is like most people, went to someone's house and ate all this home-cooked food. And right. this is just restaurant food. 
but I will admit it was pretty extravagant. I mean, this was like Vegas style buffet stuff. It looked amazing. And, and you're right. Everybody was posting pictures of food and turkeys and tables and all that, which is, I mean, I love, I love it. Right. And Mm -hmm. here again, I definitely have a bigger food addiction than I have a porn addiction. So I could look at that stuff all day. (laughs) Food, Food porn. So what's the Instagram tie in? Oh, just that – isn't that people's main complaint about Instagram is that all people do is put up pictures of food? Oh, well, you know, I – There's a lot. There is a lot. I, you know, I actually and, – and maybe this is weird. I do post pictures of myself on Instagram. Uh, no, I do too. Quite a bit. And more because I kind of feel that um, you're – it's a little portfolio of these crazy pictures. And I actually, when I look that you, you will see different people on Instagram have different ways that they use it. And right. uh, there, there is actually a lot of people who post pictures of themselves because you get to do these cool effects. And so they're pictures of yourself with these cool effects. Right. Right. You know, so I think there's an aspect of that. And then what you said, which is, these people who post a lot of food or there's people who only post pictures of nature. Right. Or I have a couple of people that I follow that only post pictures of their cocktails, which oh. of course I love because I tend to do that too. And I don't know if you ever, uh, it's probably narcissistically go back through your, your Instagram scroll mm. and, and just review your photos. And like every fifth photo of mine is a glass of wine or everything. Oh, it, yeah. Hmm. Or a cup of coffee. I do post a lot of coffee pictures, too. Yeah, um, I, you know, I had not noticed that. Let's see here. And I don't know about you. My Instagram following and followers, um, the people I follow, et cetera, it's a very varied group. It's not, It's definitely not, A, as big as Facebook and, B, um, as as big as Twitter. Mm-hmm. But it's a group of people. Some of them I don't even know. And and. Just follow them on Instagram, not on any other yes, social media platform. That's a fact. I don't know exactly. I think people find mine. They like mine. I go check them out. And if they seem like they've got interesting pictures, then I'll follow them back. Because it's all about the hashtag, right? When you hashtag something, people can look for that topic. So, yes. yeah. But I must admit, I don't hashtag much. So, <laughs> that's so people of, are just finding your photos inadvertently. That's cool. They do. And I think part of it is because other people will hashtag and share – well, they'll share out my photo or hashtag my photo. And do you Instagram and tweet your photo at the same time generally or do you post to one specific? I will say that uh, 75, 80% of the time it will almost always go to Twitter. Okay. Very rarely will I – but occasionally I will post where it only goes to Instagram and doesn't go anywhere else. And about 50% of the time they go to both Twitter and Facebook. All right. So, yeah. I kind of spread that around and, and some, some things I just Instagram, some things I'll do all three. It kind of depends on the nature of the photo. If, if you're on Instagram and you follow me and you want to see it, you know, just go to Instagram and you can see me, my stuff on Instagram. But yeah. if you're on Twitter, it'll show up in your feed. And on Facebook, basically the stuff that – and I guess I post less pictures of myself that I cross-post onto Facebook probably. Profile pictures or, or self-pictures I don't post on Facebook as much. 
but that's no big deal. You notice my recent profile picture, um, definitely a little more cleavagey than I would have necessarily chosen. But I mean, there's a story about it. It made me think of the Seinfeld episode from Elaine because uh, when her nipple is showing in her Christmas card. Oh. If you take a picture and you're going to make it your profile picture, and you know this on Facebook, mm-hmm. you edit it to the size of the thumbnail, right? Because the thumbnail is what people see in their stream. Oh, uh-huh. So I did that. So I didn't feel like the cleavage was an issue, but mm-hmm. I didn't realize that when it puts up that thing on the f- newsfeed about so-and-so changed their profile picture, uh-huh. it puts up the whole picture. It doesn't put what you cropped it to be. Oh, is that right? So, yeah. I did not know that. So <laughs> now I know to make sure the, the picture is cropped before the cropping that you uh-huh. do additionally. So, uh, yeah. So. It's oh. one of those moments where I thought, well, ah, what the hell? I'm going to leave it up there. I just didn't care. Oh. Oh. <laughs> so anyway. I don't know if this... Yeah, see, right? That that picture looks good. He's showing me my Facebook picture uh-huh. right now, the way it shows up on your screen. But the day that you change it, it shows up mm-hmm. as the whole photo. So Movie note style. to self and to other people, that's all you have to do. Just make sure the picture doesn't contain any element that you wouldn't necessarily want seen. Right. So no. when you crop the na- fully naked picture of yourself, just so right. that it's, you know, the, your face, <laughs> know, know that it will probably know contain that. much more. Right, right. Well, at least I think my page oh. shut down on Facebook. So. Now, see, now I clicked on the cropped picture. And, right. And now I got. And now you see more of it, right? I yes. see much more, yes. My brain Ver- moment. Very nice. Not only do I dance like her, but I send out pictures like her. So it's mm-hmm. good. Mm, wow. So anyway, all right. Well, let's move on. Ooh. What else are we going to talk about? <laughs> we talked about Thanksgiving porn. We talked about my porn on Facebook. What else? Right. Okay. So Black Friday. Oh, that's right. Are you? Are why aren't you out there elbowing somebody in the groin for a thirty-two inch TV, Judd? I have, I, you know what? I have all the crap I probably need or want. <laughs> That's it. Really comes down to. In fact, I, Apple had its uh, Black Friday sale today, and a hundred bucks off the laptop that I really want. And I was like, uh, and then I said, I ain't doing that right now. Really? <laughs> yeah. Apple never puts anything on sale. I know it's a, a, a all their stuff's on sale right now. If you went on there, and well, almost all of it. But the new, I'm I'm looking at a 13 inch laptop. I'm not buying the best of the best, but I'm looking at a mid-scale one. But it has okay. the, probably one of the best processors going. All right. And you didn't rush out and get it? Uh, yeah. Well, I get a Lockheed discount anyway. So. All right. All right. Yeah, I, I definitely have the ads here at my desk. I was thumbing through them yesterday <laughs> looking at – we are in the market for a new television and would make it one of those quote-unquote family Christmas gifts. Um and would like to get something, but I just—it's just still so much money. I hate it. Really, you can't yeah. get a. I, I figured you could get a 32-inch TV for about 300 bucks now. No. Well, yeah, actually, you can get them cheaper than that. We yeah. need a 46-incher. Uh huh. Because doesn't everybody need that, right? That sounds terrible. God, we're horrible Americans. Yeah. Um, we need this. Well, we have this wall that we want to fill, and we yeah. could accommodate a 46-inch TV. Oh. So. So they're, you know, anywhere between 500 and and $1,000, kind of depending on where you go. And what brand? And there were some and, good yeah. deals. And there were some brands. And we want the smart one that will accommodate the internet and all of that, which is a little bit of the newer technology. Right. So those ones are a couple hundred bucks more expensive. But I think it's just beneficial to – because, you know, when you buy it today, it's already outdated tomorrow. So we should get the one that is the most up-to-date today 
So we're the least out of date tomorrow. <laughs> well, that's right. going to happen anyway. Yeah. yeah. And then what about gifts? Like how much Christmas shopping do you – holiday Hanukkah shopping are you going to be doing this year? Uh, well, obviously I do both Christmas Hanukkah. Um, right. The least amount I can get – you know, I hate to say it or maybe I don't hate to say it. But I don't care about getting a lot of gifts. I mean if I get them, woohoo, I'm excited. But it's – if I didn't, if I woke up on Christmas morning and there wasn't a single gift, I wouldn't be upset. And I know that there are a lot of people who that is the highlight of the whole year. And if you, if there isn't a gift, I mean, we're talking adults, we're talking everybody. It's like, how could you break a little kid's heart? How well, could you break a 42 okay, year old little kid's heart? First of all, you're ridiculous, okay? Stop <laughs> saying that you don't want a present. But let's let's do this clarification right now because I already feel like a horrible over-consuming person uh-huh. is that we're talking about people with families who could have jobs and can go out and buy a present and have something under the tree. We're not talking about anyone who's destitute, poor, barely right. living in a place. Like we get it. Christmas is hard for a whole lot of people. We're talking about our experience and I will share with you that JP and I have had several Christmases where we said, oh, let's not exchange presents. Let's do something else or whatever. And it fucking sucks to wake up and not have a present on Christmas if you can have one. But, but you know, here's where it's different for me. Okay. Because I'm Jewish. <laughs> oh, well, you don't have this. Maybe you don't have a sentimental attachment to I, it. I have no attachment to the whole gift thing going on i mean even though my parents would give us gifts for hanukkah right and we got some reasonably decent hanukkah presents on a few years particularly but it for some reason it just didn't have like like my friend you well here's the thing about christmas and this is why christmas is so different than hanukkah for christmas 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 totally lasts for 25 days you know, or right? or whatever. Since from today until Christmas, I I truly believe it it lasts almost a full it's month. Holiday now, right? It's yes, holiday gotcha. now. Your Christmas tree is up now for mm-hmm. a lot of people, and then as soon as they can, they start filling this thing up with as many presents, and you salivate over all these gifts that are underneath this tree. And your kids and you and everybody's looking at the gifts and then you look at the gifts some more and then you go over there and you look for the tags and you look for the tags with your name on it and you see who's it from. It's from every one of them's from Santa Claus. And then you pick up the gift and you shake the gift a little bit and you put the gift back down and then you go, hmm, I wonder what this is. Hmm, did you get me this? And then you're kind of like anticipating... And then you ask the kids, do you know what dad got me for Christmas? <laughs> you don't do that. And then, and then the g- kid goes, do you know what mom got me for Christmas? <laughs> and then the kid goes, dad, do you know what I got for Christmas from Santa Claus? And like, you know, it's just, a, it's a whole thing that goes on for days and days and days weeks on end until finally it's like that moment going back to the thanksgiving day porn where you finally wake up on the morning of christmas and you're like ah ah oh what other presents (laughs) (laughs) and it's that relief it's that orgasmic present relief (laughs) and that's why that's why you must have christmas presents on christmas morning and if yeah. you're Jewish, what happens is you're like, when's Hanukkah this year? <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. It's tomorrow. Oh. Get, get him a gift card. 
Wow. Okay. A Christmas narrative spoken by a true Jew. <laughs> did, did I get it? <laughs> no, I think you nailed it. It is sort of a long tease up to the release. You're right. You're right. You're right. Um, okay. So having said that, you will have a gift under your tree or something in your stocking or something, right? Uh, apparently. That's what I've been told it will happen. <laughs> 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 and, and you will go purchase something. And I will because I'm not going to be, you know, I, I, you know, just You're because not I'm, I'm not Scrooge, just because I'm Jewish doesn't make me Scrooge. No, no, that's not. No. Right. Adam Sandler made sure everybody knows that. Yeah, right. That's right. <laughs> right? All three Stooges oh, are Jewish, but uh, Mr. Scrooge was not. <laughs> yeah. So I'm probably going to miss out on the Black Friday shopping. And I am going to do a lot of online shopping this year because I just I don't have time. Yeah. I I don't know that there's what you wait in line and you go for Black Friday and everything's either sold out because it's it's doorbuster. Yes. Yes. So then once you've got past that there really is no great deals, right? Those same deals are on for a long period of time. The idea is just to get as many people in the store buying a lot of stuff on this weekend so that the cash registers are full. That's why it's, right. it's, it's Black Friday because they're in the black. In the black, the, right? The, yes, it has in, nothing. Yeah. Right. That's what it's all about. And unlike my, my buddy at work who happens to be African-American, he says, and it jokingly, mind you, he says, why has it always got to be Black Friday? <laughs> <laughs> but wait, it is a counting term. It's not racist. Yeah. <laughs> He he was totally kidding. He he knows, but it was just funny the way he just looked at me. Because it's the biggest shopping day of the year. <laughs> <laughs> I will have to let him know. <laughs> All right. Well, let's move on to more serious topics now. Oh my gosh. Okay. We were going to do some post uh, election pontificating on the election, right? Yeah. Okay. So I. It's funny. I was talking to a buddy at work. And he was pretty convinced that Romney was going to win. Okay. And I said to him, I said, I said, you know, that first debate, I, I wouldn't be too worried about that. In fact, some people even believe, talking about the debates, that, that the president threw the first debate on purpose. That's now, I've heard this theory. What would be his motivation to do that? The motivation is to... Uh, it's kind of like in movies, the way that they write movies about heroes is you okay. have to fail and overcome to succeed. Oh, because it was going to rally the base again the, yes. to kind of motivate because we were all sort of complacent with the fact that ah, it's going to win. Right. We didn't have to do much. That's right. So by showing that this kind of weakness, it made people that were really upset and getting um, – you know, get get that the get the base all motivated. Say no, we can't let this happen. You know, because the president doesn't win by himself. He wins by getting people to show up. Right, right. So then he has the Rocky moment in round two, and then of course in round three. And and here's the funny thing about these debates is it doesn't make a difference. Really, that is what they keep saying. Oh, debates don't matter. Well, apparently debates matter in some regard, and I think the real debate that. In my and I swear to you, I believe the most important debate isn't the presidential debate as much as it is the vice presidential debate. Yeah, you liked that one, right? <laughs> I love yeah. the vice presidential debate because they can get away with much more outlandish, outrageous behavior than the president can because they don't have to be presidential. 
Yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they can be Joe Biden. <laughs> they can be Joe Biden. <laughs> the least thing from presidential that we have. <laughs> the guy's 70 years old. He gets up there and he goes, can you believe this kid? <laughs> Yeah, no, you got to admire his little hitzpah there. Um, okay, well, if that was the president's plan, was to throw the first debate to to rally the base, uh-huh. he did an excellent job of it <laughs> and was frightening. And then ultimately, at the end of all of it, um, I think your friend who believed that Romney was going to win, I guess he would have believed that based on what you know mainstream media was talking about, right? Well, like well, he it's be- neck and neck. He believed it from the from the beginning of the year, for you know at the point where for a while he just. I guess, and and I want to believe that the Dodgers are always going to win the World Series, you know. And I start believing that in April, and then by June or July, by the All Star break, I'm getting to be a little more real about it, right? Like they're probably not ever going to win the World Series. Oh, come on. Don't they have that Fernando Valenzuela guy? <laughs> I mean, come on, right? Years ago, yes. <laughs> you know, as long as Vin Scully is uh, calling the game. number 34. How do I know that? Um, anyway, but the point <laughs> is, is that your friend with the Romney fever. No, he didn't. He ha- wasn't. He- no, he didn't. He just was saying that he felt that the Democrats were losing their base. Oh, okay. All right. No, how can we lose our base? There's a 47% of us that just want entitlements and giveaways. That, that'll never go away. Wow. I, a Twinkie in every pot, right? That's what we're all about. Right. Well, and that, he couldn't win an election now that Twinkies are gone, right? So, so tell me, what do you think? I mean, I, I breathed a little easier on November 7th or whatever. I thought life was okay. But then you and I had this discussion before, and I said I didn't think a whole heck of a lot was going to change. And unfortunately, I think the same is true. I think we just, you know, elected the same thing. Well, I think the one thing and the reason why um, the Democrats probably won is because from a libertarian standpoint, I I, tr- I would like to believe that your personal freedoms were more important than the economic situation. Mm-hmm. That we felt that the economics, smart people will get into the place that they need to be and they will fix this economic crisis one way right. or another. We, we must feel that, that our government's ability to do that is outside of some of the politics. Right. And that the personal freedom parts, like what we can do with our uteruses and whom we can marry and those kinds of things were important. And we all sort of felt, or not all, but a lot of people felt that Obama was the better candidate for those Protecting sorts of things. that, ensuring that you have more personal freedoms and rights. And I mean, you look at the fact that mar- <laughs> uh, recreational use of marijuana won in two states better crazy. better better turnout better percentage than voting for the president <laughs> right so interesting so yeah. people are i think kind of libertarian to a some degree and i think that when they hear a lot of tea party we're going to tell you how to live your life activism even though they say, well, we're going to financially make you better, but you ain't going to be able to do nothing because we're going to, you know, we're going to shut the porn down off the Internet and we're going to, Gasp, you, yes. you, you know, <laughs> you know, those those people are like, no, that's the 47 percent that, Rom, you know, that Romney's uh, got to deal with is people who want their personal freedoms, such as 
you know, the, the things that are not financial. Well, yeah. And, and I heard, um, what's his name? Ben Stein, you know, Ben Stein of Bueller, mm-hmm. Bueller status. Well, He's a very pretty outspoken conservative on CBS Sunday morning just a week or so ago. And he said, you know, catering to the angry white male is no longer functional and moral in our strategy as conservatives. And so they've eliminated large voting blocks of people by just disenfranchising them from the conservative message. And and that that right there is the single key, I think. I think that when you don't address issues that apply to such a large majority of the minority experience, then you're gonna you're gonna suffer at the polls. And I don't see the Republicans having a viable way to deal with some of those issues that's going to relate positively to people in those groups. Well, and their other problem was they didn't really pick the can- the be- their best candidate. The, the Republicans didn't. Well, who would you have thought would have been their best candidate? Well, no. The whole thing is – Herman Cain? <laughs> well, <laughs> Rick Perry? You, Which one of that lot you know, You best? know, the funny thing is is that people believe that Rick Perry had a better chance of winning – Truly, in a this is because this is what happens is is that that the Tea Party and who hijacked their party, the right. GOP, right. Um, they've marginalized all their reasonably decent candidates. What about uh, Newt Gingrich? As crazy as he is, <laughs> he's mayor of the moon now, isn't he? Didn't he decide to make himself self-proclaimed mayor? Of the I haven't moon? heard that before, but I could believe it. But no. Um, the whole thing comes down to the fact that they ripped Romney big time. If you watch all of the, their prior debates and stuff. Oh, and, yeah. And they destroyed him. They destroyed him. Yeah. And if you, if you were a Democratic strategist, you would totally go to those debates and pull all the stuff, which is what they did. And you would just beat Romney over the head with all of the rebuttaling arguments that all of his uh, opponents had because right. they were pretty strong. Yeah, it, it, it's really actually when you think about it a little bit strange that it was as close as it was with all the ammunition they could have used. You could um, have, you could have had sound bites of all other Republicans, which I've never seen them done done before but and they didn't do this, but you could you could have had a sound bite of Newt Gingrich going, "You're an idiot." And yeah. you know, and and taking people from his own party and use them against him. Right. And they, right. And they didn't yeah, no, do that. No, actually, Daily Show just did that the other day. Oh, did they? So they did. They, where yeah. they talked about his Bain capital, vulture economics oh, yeah. and this stuff. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah so, he, he, hell, the fact that he deducted $75,000 from his taxes for his Olympic dressage horse event, <laughs> that right there should have been enough for most people to go, this man's not in touch. But whatever. Anyway, um, he's out. <sighs> And oh, I just read something interesting. Do you know how long the Secret Service protects him now that he's not a candidate? I have no idea. Probably six months. It's not. It's very short. Okay. They are mandated to start protecting um, the candidate 120 days before the election, mm-hmm. and then they can decide how long afterwards. Mm-hmm. And generally, that's no more than two weeks. Really? So he- here's one thing I I like to humanize things and think about. Okay, he's been on the campaign trail for. Let's say two years, essentially, right? right? Intensely for twelve months, fairly intensely for eighteen months, and then mm-hmm. you know the last couple of months were out of control. 
surrounded by people and buses and travel and a schedule like you and I couldn't even believe. And then Tuesday hits and then the next day it's done, right? Like he gives up that night, he concedes. Can That is like, it'd be like losing your job, right? You just, you'd be in a grieving state and you didn't win. So I do feel like that's, Either way, I always feel this way even about the Super Bowl or whatever, that both teams who go and play and all the hype and then you really do feel bad for the person that loses because it changes their life too. Yeah, I think that there was – wasn't there a picture of him pumping gas? Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't see that. Yeah. Okay. He was so, at Disneyland the other day. So I, I just think that anything you do day after day after day after day and then all of a sudden it stops is going to have some sort of a altering effect. Now – he doesn't have a horrible life to climb back into, so I assume he'll land on his feet. He's a tough chap. He'll make it just fine. But Yeah, but you look at, like, Senator McCabe. He went back to being a senator. Right. You know, and then uh, Sarah Palin, she went back to being something of a TV star, right? <laughs> well, she went, did she go back to being governor and then quit, no, or did she quit I, before? I, th- I, I forget. You know what? I think she went back and quit. Yeah, she went back and quit, I believe. Yeah. yeah. Because she could do more harm than good as a uh, TV. Uh, you know, t- uh, more harm it? than good. More money than good, <laughs> yeah. right? Yes. Well, apparently she was saddled, saddled with a lot of debt or some story like that. And I <sighs> think there's, there's probably a lot more to that story than what we will know. But right. anyways. So let, looking forward, four years. We have four years. The first six months, we're, they say we're looking at the cliff economically. Oh, yeah. They're talking about castrating the government here. It's called it's called sequestration is what it's called, where they're right. going to take 10% and cut every program across the board. Uh, and if – unless Congress gets together and fixes it. And they have 13 days to do it or something, all right? Something like that. Yeah. It seems like they should come up with a plan and make that happen. And I, do you – what's your gut? You think it's going to happen or you think we're going to solve it or what do you think? I think they're going to solve it, and they have to because um, it's politically damning really more for Congress than it is for the president at this point. Right. Yeah, he can't fix it or stop it, right? Well, it's really the um, the only thing the president can do is keep banging on the table. Hey, Congress, give me the budget so I can sign it. Right. Because everyone seems to say, oh, the president's responsible for everything. Well, the president doesn't really write laws. He doesn't – Vote for those laws. He can right. veto them or sign them, but you know, really, he's not a legislature. Legislator. Right. He's a executive. He's executive, right? Yeah. Yes. So, so all that civics class stuff is coming back into play. <laughs> I know, but but it's easy. You know, the president makes all these promises, right? Oh, I promise to fix the economy, and, and it's like building jobs. You know, I, I'll hire you. I'm the president. Right. <laughs> he doesn't do that. Now he, he, can, do that. he can motivate. He can use executive orders and do all sorts of things. But so where yeah. we, so, okay. So in the short term, I think though that Congress is going to get its act together and at least fix the intermediate problem. They'll kick the can, kick it, the, the problem down the road, right? Kick okay. the can all right. s- six months to a year. But they have to do something because you got a lot of new congressmen that have been elected, and they're going to want to do something. It's true. Uh, Yeah, they're going to have to. Because they're going to want to keep their job for another four more years. Well, this is the sad part. Or two more years, excuse me. Two more years. Yeah, I'm sure something good will happen, and I hope hope 
Well, we just got to look to 2016. Right. So, but will economically, will we get better? I mean, we all hope so. Um, they haven't get much worse. The <laughs> debt, right? That's the other thing is, will we get this debt down? I, I tend to believe that there's now a lot of focus on getting the debt down. And I'm hoping that's going to happen in the short term. Right, right. All right, well, let's talk about something else. Okay. <laughs> Hillary Clinton, 2016? Is that going to happen? I think it's Clinton-Warren, 2016. Clinton-Warren, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Wow. And maybe a Rice, uh, and who was the other woman? Um, shoot, I can't remember her name. She was the governor of Texas. Anyway, oh, yeah. I, I think we're going to see a lot of women candidates in a couple of years. Could be. Could yeah. well be. Wouldn't be bad. Well, it depends how much we see of them, right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. How so, hot they are. Okay, so we're talking about uh, hot women and... Uh, high and, government officials. And high government <laughs> officials. Uh, let's talk about General Petraeus and his problems. Yeah, he's got a few. Um, we weren't going to talk about the salaciousness part of it, but of course there's been the whole the aspect of him being in the affair with his biographer, right? Yeah. And does this happen when people are in close proximity with one another and trying to learn all of these quote-unquote intimate details of their lives? And supposedly, I know you know her if you saw her and you heard this name, Doris Kearns. She's now Doris Kearns Goodwin. She huh. wrote Team of Rivals and she's done many biographies on presidents. Hmm. Apparently there was a little swirling around that when she did her biography biography of Lyndon Baines Johnson mm-hmm. that they would conduct interviews with one another in her bed because she would reside with them. And so there is a little bit of this maybe some impropriety went on. Now she's never admitted to it and, and he's no longer alive. So how do you get to be as close to somebody and write as in-depth about them without Having been in depth and up close with somebody, I don't know. Describing the hmm, yeah, right. So anyway, it's a biology we were going to talk about something else, and I need you to set this up and, and frame it out for the listeners. Okay. Well, here's the thing: Why do we even know about this issue? And uh, to be honest with you, when I heard this whole story, I thought, okay, it's a general. It's just another one of these things. Big whoop-de-doo. And I threw my hands up. And I was kind of almost like, I don't even get it. Then all of a sudden they started putting all these other people in the story. There's, you know, the biographer. And it wasn't like she just was upset. This was almost like a Linda Tripp deal where there's this now third lady. Mm-hmm. Or a second, you know, third person. There's this other right. lady, and I'm like, how does that person relate? And then you, there's another line with a gen, other general who's in Afghanistan right now, and then the mysterious, uh, what was it, the shirtless, shirtless FBI, <laughs> the shirtless agent, FBI yes. agent, and how this whole thing is some big circle jerk bullcrap going on. <laughs> circle jerk. Uh, yes. So apparently, something there was a harassing email. And this harassing email was sent to an FBI agent. And uh, as far as like, please check this out. For investigation. For investigation. Right? Yes. Had yes. it been me or you or anybody else, they would have said, we have thousands of much more important things to do than check out this kind of crap. Right. And it would never have gone anywhere. But for some reason, this person had a buddy and they checked it out. Yeah. And they, 
I'm not sure. How did they get permission to go into this person's email and that sort of thing? Well, hmm. there is some there is some discussion about the fact that he was being Petraeus was being investigated before, you know, a month or so before everything is all broken out, maybe even longer than that. But you're right that the issue at hand is what about your electronic privacy? Right. And that your email account is your email account and when can it be monitored and when can it be looked at and what are the what are the ground rules for gaining access for an investigation and i think you and i feel pretty similar on this although i do understand the need for some intervention to look in things you still can't circumvent the law right well here's the thing you know email has changed than it used to be even though even even back in the day it sort of resided on servers but right now a lot of people have um web-based email right whether, whether you use hotmail or gmail or apple mail or whatever it is that you're using um unless you're using a pop client and you're downloading your email and then it downloads it to the one device and you delete it off the server and even then i think there's a residual amount of time before the, mm-hmm. but they're a lot harder to retrieve anyways um, but like Gmail, it's there. So somehow they must have a back door to get in. Of course, if you lost your password, you'd never get it back. But if the FBI wants in, yeah. apparently they can get in. I explain that one to me. Yeah. No shoes, no shirts, but no shirts. You still get service if you're trying to get the password to yeah. the Gmail, right? I'm yeah. like, wait a minute. Hmm. <laughs> this is, this is a, uh, a meme for Philosoraptor. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Right, right. So um, remind me to make that before we're done today. Okay. <laughs> but well, any, so, yeah. well, let's talk about that. Let's talk about it in two veins, all right? There's the prevention of terrorism vein, which, of course, we all have to be living in fear, right? This is our fear of terrorists. Right. And just recently here in my zip code, area code, four people were arrested on very um, – particular Terrorist terrorism charges. Charges. I heard about that. And very local. And this was sort of discovered again through the emails and the online conduct and contact that these four gentlemen had together. But did they break into and, it or somehow? How did they do that? So you know that there's a listening wave, right? There's something and there are words and things that get typed in and plugged in that sort of peak the wave and ping people's attention. Yeah. So first of all, it also goes to prove that Criminals are just stupid and don't know how to change their vernacular so that these things aren't as appealing to be heard. Mm-hmm. And secondly, is it good that someone's listening or not? I mean, do you want them on that wall? Do you need them on that wall? This is a very gray area for I, me. I get well, it. No, it's it's not a gray area for me. I feel that if you're an American citizen, then you should have the protection of law. Then you should have the protection of the of the Bill of Rights, and you have due, due process of right. law. I agree. So if you're an American citizen and you're doing bad stuff, well, then that's it sucks that you're doing bad stuff. And But that's the way our system is designed. Yeah. We, we don't live in a police state, and we don't live in that pre uh, – in that Soviet Russia era of right. the KGB because that's the step that – you know, we're creating this quasi-KGB 
thing without having your neighbor be your spy. Although we've asked our neighbors to spy. If you see suspicious activity, the only difference is that in Russia. See something, say something. Yes, exactly. They, yeah. they were on the, on the take. In Russia, right. if you, right. you know, that was the difference is every other person was a, a an agent in some way, right? <laughs> I guess. I guess for me it's because if we had some prior knowledge to 9-11, which it seems like we did through these memos or whatever. Um, they weren't American but, citizens. None of them. Right. Right. So you could have – I would have had no problem. Hack away. Right. Yeah, you're right. I don't know. It, it's difficult and I just – We've had this discussion multiple times. First of all, people, nothing you do online is private ever. It just isn't. Man. If you have a vindictive (laughs) somebody who's coming after you like this girl was for Petraeus' potential new girlfriend, she should have known. She should have known that this was going to get out somehow. Mm. And that regardless of how anonymous she tried to make it, right, because she didn't send it from her own email address. She was anonymously sending this stuff. And it was still traced back to her. So you just – nothing is private ever, never. Yeah, yeah. So your food porn, your regular porn, your, everything you do is not private <laughs> regardless. Well, there is there is that group called Anonymous out there that yes. goes and does all that hacking and – Whatever they freaking or whatever the heck it is that they do, denial of service tax. I think that's their biggest thing they do. But they do uh, take over people's accounts and things as well. I've heard. Interesting. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that's interesting, and that's a different kind of cyber terrorism, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. But it's fun. That's yeah. fun. Good but times. I, <laughs> but I still think though that the idea that let's say that for here's a for instance, let's uh-huh. say that you're in some financial issue. Right. And so um, – and, and the way oh, – actually, I, I need to s- s- talk about this little extra thing. Right now there is a bill that they're working on in Congress and the Senate to make it legal to access your personal email without a warrant. Uh-oh. And, okay. Right. So there's no due process law. So imagine that a company has – that you've been doing with like let's say a medical bill you didn't pay and they send you to collections. So now they want to say, well, I want to check this person's email or other electronic stuff or get access to your Facebook or an employer wants access to your Facebook Uh as part of an investigation or your emails or something Uh like that. The legality and the fact that you have no – nothing personal at all is kind of scary. It's a little daunting. Right. Yeah. I mean, you're we we say you're innocent until proven guilty. We don't go and look for the things to make you guilty. Right, exactly. You know, you have to guilt yourself. You have to be accused of a crime. You know, we don't get to go into your house, you know, and compel your spouse to uh talk. Right. <laughs> right. So why should you be able why should, you know, by them accessing your own personal data files, you are Self-incriminating. Yeah. Yeah, right? Right. And I thought you're not required to do that. Yeah. Don't we have uh, the, the fifth? fifth? Right. Yeah, right. <laughs> so you have the fifth and you have due process of law and all these things. And it's like we're mm, we're making a mistake here. By yeah. I, I agree. I, I At the heart and core of the issue, agree with you. Just I, I can see other sides, but I, I agree. Just get the a law is the law is the law and should remain. If if you suspect something, 
go to a judge and get a warrant. But right. you don't get wholesale access to people's personal stuff. Just because. You, you think maybe it'd be nice to get it. <laughs> well, Lord knows I don't want anyone looking at my Facebook. Right. <laughs> There's enough incriminating evidence on there. Put me away for years. I post only <laughs> naked pictures of myself on my Facebook. And so. <laughs> your food porn. Right. <laughs> wow. I love it. Mm. Well, well, shoot, Jed, have we banged the drum long enough? I think so. Absolutely. <laughs> well, it's been fun. Absolutely, it has. And well, well, we're back, I think, at least for today. At Hopefully, least today. Quarterly podcast, at least. At least one a month. We should have at least another one within the next four weeks, right? Yeah, we should. We definitely will. we got to do our end of the year one because I've got some good names for my Deadpool for next year. Yes, we got to work up the Deadpool. Man, we got Oscar stuff coming up. Oscar, New Year's resolutions. Mm-hmm. We should re-listen to the old ones and talk about new ones. Have we failed miserably? Does anybody ever not? <laughs> yes, I think it's just a repeat of all the ones from last year I'll be putting on my list again. So. No, I'm sure. All right, well, we'll do it again. And that sort of thing. So, um, well, based on your schedule more than mine, I hope your schedule will allow you to have some sort of uh, moment. Of course, Me too. Of course, I'm in busy with Toast, Toastmasters. Doing, right. I'm the area governor right now, so that's keeping me busy. Thank goodness, keep me out of trouble. <laughs> it's all trouble. Every bit of it. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. So, all right. Well, shall we wrap it up? I think so. All right. For TJ Talks, I am Judd. And I'm Teresa. And we will chat with you later. Talk at you later. I didn't feel like the cleavage was an issue, but